I'd like for you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. It's just some thoughts this morning as we conclude the service. In Luke chapter 2, we have, of course, the story, according to Luke, the record of Jesus' birth, the nativity. And Luke is proving to us that Jesus the son of Mary, the legal one in, for the throne of David, is the Savior. He is man. He's just like us. And in Luke chapter 2, we have the circumstances of his birth that introduced to us. Obviously, there was in the days of Caesar Augustus that the world should be taxed in verse 1. Verse 2, this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. That's giving us historical context. Verse 3, and all of Palestine went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thinking about this next week, there's going to be so much traffic all over the United States. In fact, I read an article just yesterday uh, that according to Delta and United Airlines, each are expecting 9 million flights this season. Up 12% from last year's holiday season. AAA, in its article this week about holiday travel, predicts that over 115 million people will hit the road or take to the sky in the 10 days surrounding Christmas. Just the 10 days starting, I believe, on the 22nd of this week, flowing till the first of the year. 115 million people. Feels like they're all right here in Huntsville. Right? And no doubt some of you plan to travel this week. Go see family. Um, many of you will be traveling across states, maybe just staying here into the area. Just getting to the mall or just getting to Walmart may be enough traffic and travel for you. I remember a few Christmases ago when my sister was flying into Chicago, and it was a couple days before Christmas, and they were expecting a bad storm to come through Illinois and Wisconsin. And sure enough, the day of the flight a, ter a, a bad storm that came up, and we were already on the road halfway there to Chicago, my, my brothers and I, and to pick her up from the Chicago airport when we got word that her flight had been canceled. She had never left her original destination. Flights in Chicago were closed that night. So here we were, uh, already late into the evening, the snow was coming down, and uh, our three-and-a-half-hour trip into Chicago um, was now... A, a, a no reason. So we ended up, because of the weather, having to get a hotel and staying and coming back the next day. Travel experiences, a lot of times, it creates frustration, upset, 
Also, there are a lot of accidents that happen. 115 million people. The accidents that may take place during Christmas season. I heard someone just up the road from uh, the church last week that was killed here on 53, just going to work. Now, life is so brief. So many people coming and going. I think about Joseph and Mary. The traffic they had to face going from Nazareth into Bethlehem. And everyone's going to be taxed. Everybody's on the road that Christmas season. Everyone was going back to their homeland, to their home area to be taxed and to be counted. And here is Joseph and Mary and she's expecting and the baby could come at any moment and they're traveling down that dusty road down the Jordan Rift going to this little small village of Bethlehem. No doubt there's probably a line when they get to the city of Bethlehem and then they come in and, and find that there's no place for them to stay. They've been shunned. There's no room in the inn. Imagine the frustration. Joseph, the weight, the responsibility upon his shoulders. I'm reminded as the song that we just the choir sang, and then the cantata itself, the weary world. Our world is filled with heaviness. The song that was previously sung, Carol of Joy, if you notice the three points in the song, as it said, O fallen world. O fallen world. When we come to the Christmas season and the Christmas story, we can't help but see that our world is cursed and broken. The sadness that is recorded in the story, as well as in Matthew chapter 2, when Herod decides in anger and upset to come to Bethlehem and send the soldiers to basically take babies under two years old away from their moms and, 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 and kill them because of the threat that he had. The anger at the birth of Christ. The broken and dark world. I'm reminded that this time of year, there are so many people who are... Who are Depressed, upset, in pain, no hope. They go to alcohol, they go to drugs, they go to all these other things to try and drown out the noise. What a fallen world that we live in. A broken world. And yet Jesus is the answer to this fallen world. Jesus left heaven that was perfect and came to this broken world. And Philippians chapter 2 said that He took upon Himself the form of, the, of a servant, became in the likeness of man, and then became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Do you know that Jesus Christ came to this world to take our curse, to take your sins, to die for you? That's the message, that's the hope, that's the joy that Jesus brings in this fallen and broken, sin-cursed world is that Jesus came and took your punishment, took God's wrath for you. And that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the brokenness of sin can be mended in your life because there is an atonement. Jesus came into this broken world and gave Himself. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. That's the brokenness. Death. But have everlasting life. What a fallen world that we live in. The song said, O fearful world. 
songwriter pictured the shepherds out on the field as Luke 2 records for us and it was read. And these shepherds are out on the field just keeping their sheep and then all of a sudden these angels fill the air and the sky and fear comes down upon them. And the angels cry out and say, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. You see, the message of Christmas is a message that we don't have to be afraid. We live in a world that is filled with fear. I, I, just the articles that I've read this week on the news, the fear of the terrorist attacks that may possibly come for 115 million people who are traveling. The threat that is in our world today the, the high alert that our society is on and our military is on and our, our police and our officers are on because of the hatred that is going on in this world today. There is fear. The statistics that I read of the children in schools that have to have uh, psychiatrists and therapists because they're afraid. Elementary children who have to have help because of fear. What they're afraid of. Compound that with the pandemic and all that we faced in the last few years and then the uncertainty with war going on in our world today with depression, sadness, suicide rate among teenagers and young adults as the leading cause of death because of just this heavy feeling. And yet we are a country that is filled with cars, sports, money, shopping, um, fast food, anything that we want. And yet it doesn't make us happy. It doesn't bring joy. Because the only answer to a fearful world is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has come into this world to cast out fear. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. We can, we can go through life with the confidence that we have the salvation in Jesus and we have a, a, a Savior who cares for us and no matter what we face, He goes before us and He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus Christ is the answer to the fears that you may have this Christmas season. Maybe health fears. Maybe, maybe fears of, of, of accidents or things that you cannot control. Jesus is the answer. A fallen world, a fearful world, Jesus is the answer for both of those. And then the song that concluded with this thought, a, a friendless world. A friendless world. The story of Joseph and Mary that I read here in the end of verse 7, the Bible says here, because they laid him in a manger, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, there he's in a stable, because there was no room for them in the inn. Here's Joseph and Mary. No one had prepared Joseph to be all alone. No one had prepared Mary to deliver her first child all alone. And yet Luke seems to record here, there's no family, there's no friends, there doesn't seem to be a midwife, there's no um, nurses, it's just Joseph and Mary. All alone. 
in a world of darkness and fear, brokenness. And yet here, this mother and father, probably in their late teens, early 20s, all alone. I'm also reminded of our Savior 33 years later as He would hang on the cross between heaven and earth. And there He would be forsaken and He would cry out, My God, my God, why hast Thou forsaken me? He was alone at birth, just with His mother and father. And He's alone at His death, just with His mother. The Lord Jesus Christ took the wrath of God upon His shoulders and became alone and forsaken so that you and I don't have to be forsaken. We don't have to be left alone. The Bible says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And the answer is Jesus. In a fallen world, the answer is Jesus. In a fearful world, the answer is Jesus. In a friendless world, the answer is Jesus. This Christmas season, as we see a weary world, we know that we can rejoice and have joy because despite what is going on outside, despite what may be happening on the interstate and with the airlines and with, with maybe where you're going and what you're going to be doing this next weekend, there is an answer for this world's need, for our need. This Wednesday, we will be going with our church to travel around and sing some Christmas carols. What a, what a joyous time. We had someone that we sang Christmas carol, Complete Stranger, and maybe they're here today or watching online, that um, came to one of the staff and said, are you coming back to our house for Christmas this year and singing Christmas carols? The gentleman who has cancer. I remember one time as a teenager when we went to some shut-ins and we went to a widow lady who was bedridden and went into her living room and a group of us that just gathered around in hospice or hospice bed and there and just sang Christmas carols. You know, Christmas can be a lonely time for a lot of different people. It can be a time where it feels like no one cares. You're all alone. But when we sing the Christmas carols and we gather together as a church body such as this or on Wednesday night and we go around and we remind the world that Christmas is not about Santa Claus and reindeer and, and snowmen. Christmas is about Jesus who came into this world for a lost sheep. He came seeking and to save those who are lost and alone, who've been left that out to leave the 99 to come for that one who is looking for hope and joy. I don't know what your situation is this morning, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you are broken by sin and the curse and it looms over you, know that Jesus is the answer. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The answer to your sin is simply trusting the promise of God that He is our Savior. He is giving us a Savior. And by faith, you can trust Him and receive Him this morning, right where you're seated. If you will repent of your sins and turn to the Savior, He alone can save you. In a fearful world, so much that we 
can be afraid of, but we don't have to because Jesus has given us confidence. Jesus has given us a surety. He is a rock that we can lean upon in a very weary world. And he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We can thank him for being our friend and being right next to us, even if you may be alone this Christmas season. God, through his Son and by his Spirit, is always there with us. Scripture says here, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Father, I pray as we close today, if there is someone here that does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and maybe this is the first time they've been to church, or maybe a first time in a long time. They've been confronted through the music and through the reading of the Scripture, through the message this morning, that Jesus Christ can save them from their sins. Would they accept Christ today? Would believers be encouraged of the promises that we have in Jesus Christ, that despite what's going on out in the world today, so, so much to, to cause worry, that we can rejoice doesn't mean that our problems are going to go away, but we can still have joy because we have a friend who is right here with us and is coming back for us. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I've asked Stephanie if she would just play an invitation song this morning before we close. I'm going to have an offering.